1: Hey everybody! Welcome to Terror Talk with Shannon and Kathy. Here we are again, Shannon. Here we are. It's Friday, and there's horror to speak about. There's always horror to speak about. You know this, but Beetlejuice too. I know. William Defoe. Come on. William Defoe is joining Michael Keaton, Winona Ryder. Ortega or Wednesday, I can't even Tim Burton's Beetlejuice 2. What? Do you have a release date on that? September
0: 6th. Oh, that's going to be, a, we're going to have to go to the theater for that one, Shan.
1: Yeah. So the new season of the Terror Talk podcast starts September, beginning of September. And I feel as if right out of the gate, we got to watch this movie and talk about it. I think that's awesome. Anyway, I think you had an article or something that you want well, to Well, you know, about. every now and then I have some good
0: merch. And there's a couple on here I'm personally excited about. Bloody Disgusting, Uh, this is is from May. Five of this week's coolest horror collectibles, including the Toxic Avenger Collection 4K set. So I'm going to go through some of these and I'll tell you my favorites. So the first is just that. Troma will release the Toxic Avenger Collection on August 29th. The box set collects the unrated director's cuts of all four films in the cult classic franchise on 4K Ultra HD. Um number two is the Nun Figure from NECA. After the Nun 2 hits theaters on September 8th, Valak will hunt uh NECA's ultimate action figure line in October. This uh this figurine is pretty flipping terrifying and very close to uh it looks very real. So if you're into collectibles, this one's kind of cool. It's seven inches and it comes with two interchangeable heads four interchangeable hands orb painting and display stand. <laughs> I have one similar with Ghostface and it's really fun. You can switch out like from the knife to the phone and you can switch out some other things. It's pretty cool. Okay, that sounds fun. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Number 3 is the making of the movie Leprechaun book by B Harrison Smith. It's a lucky day for Leprechaun fans. I need me gold. Um, so the 306-page book chronicles the making of the 1993 cult classic Doubling as a how-to guide for independent filmmakers. It has been endorsed by leprechaun writer, director Mark Jones, and features a forward by actor Ken Ollant. Number four is what I'm the most excited about, which is the Evil Dead Rise vinyl soundtrack from Waxwork Records. So this will this one will be released in, I think it's priced at $40 and will ship in July looks pretty the, the even just aesthetically it's really flipping cool looking in the cover of it so I, that is awesome. definitely on my list for a purchase and the last one is scare waves book by trevor henderson so friend of the site Mayware watchers society podcast creative director and internet horror superstar trevor henderson has written a children's horror novel inspired by goosebumps Scare Waves will be published on October 3rd via Scholastic. So, it's the top five according to Bloody Disgusting.
1: Just know bank accounts will be depleted. That's correct. I did want to mention that we actually just made a decision to do a episode. Probably most likely our season six kickoff to season six in September will most likely be our discussion on the Alien franchise. We've been wanting to do that for a long we time. We've discussed a lot of other franchises. We're going to do it in one episode, so I imagine it'll be a meaty one. What we've decided that our season six premiere is going to be, so look forward to that in September, and just so you know, our seasons are all the time. We don't take breaks, but we uh, do start our seasons in September, and they run a year, so right on. So the next thing we're going to do is a little thing that we like to call...
0: Oh, let's see... The term carnival is generally assumed to be a medieval era term,
1: Latin term, that roughly means blank. Oh, interesting. Little dog crying in there as well. Yes, yes, We love that. Yes,
0: she's whining. Maybe
1: they know the answer.
0: Uh, I think she does, actually. Number two, horror movies use tracks that include infrasounds. What are these for? (laughs)
1: okay oh god
0: number three what is climate change
1: doing to spiders (laughs) well i know some people that would say die die spiders number four at harvard university there is a book bound in what hmm uh something creepy i'm guessing it is a horror faction. Yeah, exactly. What tipped me off?
0: And number five, Edward Pisnell, known as the Beast of Jersey, would break into homes wearing a rubber mask and nail studded wristlets, attacking women and children. When he wasn't terrorizing people, he did what at the local community center?
1: <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. I can only imagine. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> No, make it stop. Okay. I finally saw the movie Beast from 2022 with Idris Elba. Oh God, I have
0: mixed feelings about seeing that because you know that I'm a fan of my African animals and I don't like to see them bad.
1: Yeah, I wa- while watching it, I thought, yeah, I can't really recommend this movie to Kathy because, you know, I'm not sure that you'd be able to be objective <laughs> while watching it, which No.
0: I'd want the I'd want the
1: lion to win. Well, and the lion wins a lot, but also the lion is not being a regular lion. The lion is a total psychopath killer, right? So, it's <laughs> like, you know, it's a movie, it's a horror movie. So, and it is called Beast, so we're there. The thing about this movie is that I I was pleasantly surprised. In other words, I it's not a highly ranked movie in my opinion but i was surprised it was a lot better than i thought it was going to be and i had waited to watch it for so long because initially i had been so excited about it and talked about it on the show because i was like idris elba in a horror movie about you know with a creature in it you know which was of course going to be largely cgi i was like super excited about that idea sure and then the ratings were so bad and blah, 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 people. And then a lot of other. It didn't get a lot of attention. That's yeah, for sure. Then a lot of other things came out. And so I just got distracted. And then I realized it was streaming and I'm like, shit, I never saw that movie. But I was also hesitant because I'm not the biggest fan of lions being not fabulous and being predators and apex predators, which of course they are.
0: Like, especially in its own natural habitat.
1: Like it's kind of supposed to kill you. If you yeah, get for sure. And being a Leo myself, I was like, "Hey, now, that's my... A little offended. I'm a little offended. Thank you. I, you know. Did you feel othered? Did you feel othered? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but what I would say if I'm trying to be objective, which I was trying to be objective is that Idris Elbow was great. And he elevates this movie beyond what it is Mm -hmm. because he's great. He's such a great actor. It was a solid thriller. It was a very scary lion with a grudge. There was the idea that a lion could have a grudge against poachers. So the basic premise is that these poachers have killed this lion's family And so now this lion is going after anybody, any humans that come into his area and killing them all. So that's kind of the basic premise. So this is kind of like a simple stalker movie. What ends up kind of happening is Idris and his family end up being isolated in this area and then being stalked by this lion. And I can say that this is about when we have these kind of stalker movies, it's really about whether you care if they die or not. Because if you don't care if they die or not, it really doesn't really work. And I did care. So that was the part that I was surprised by. Okay. And that is mostly due, of course, to Idris Elba being a great actor. And just the way it was shot was really good. Now, there were some things that I needed to, like, leave. It could have been shorter. There was a bunch of dreamy sequences that they threw in there. And I don't know what their purpose was. But if they had just kept it, you know... The straightforwardness of the anxiousness of the hunt, you know, when you're being hunted, because what was happening was this lion was hunting them, that was very anxiety provoking, very effective. And the CG lion was flipping scary. Okay, cool. If that's any of that sounds good to you, then it's worth a watch. Awesome. Uh, This is, this
0: is older now, but I finally got around to seeing it. because is I'd been dragging my feet and now I know why. Uh, I finally saw A24's Bodies, 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 and uh, I have to say that it's the worst thing that A24 has ever done. <laughs> okay, this movie made me so angry that I wanted to set my TV on fire and throw it through the window, and I'm going to tell you why. So, first of all, I uh, I love A24, so that broke my heart. Secondly, I, I have a question for the the director or writers and and i kind of know the answer and i I know and i know what they were doing once you see the end you kind of understand why they're doing this but am i really supposed to hate everyone in the movie i hated everyone in the movie there wasn't one redeemable fucking character in this movie okay and and i understand that like when i'm not going to give anything away but once you see the ending you kind of get why they made it that way at the same time to put me through an hour and 40 minutes for like 30 seconds of like, oh, okay, now I get why I hated everyone. <laughs> so here are, here are my thoughts, okay? It is laced with just overly corrected Gen Z dialogue mixed with constant yelling and fighting. Um, they try to attempt like an Agatha Christie whodunit It. But I'm actually like mad at how bad it was. It, it was, they tried to use and exploit colloquialisms of mental health in a way that it didn't work for me. So, overusing borderline, gaslight, ableist, narcissist, body dysmorphia, all these terms that we now like everyone seems to know about mental health in a way that like inaccurately describes mental health. So, very triggered by that. This movie was a fucking mess. It it, it, from one scene to the next, you just don't care. There was one monologue that worked and it was um, (laughs) the the only one that I appreciated was discussing about how hard podcasts are to make. Okay, that was the only only monologue in the whole movie. (laughs) Otherwise, this is close to two hours of my life. I'll never get back. Pete Davidson was not even ironically funny. I just wanted to choke him. And the, it was just fucking bad. I hated it. I hated everything about it. I hated it.
1: Yes, you did.
0: I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> she quit. She's walking away. God, it was bad.
1: Shame on you, A24. You good? You needed some water? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have that reaction to it, but I'm not going to ever watch it again. It was kind of like, I, you know. I thought I had some fun parts. I didn't get offended, but I I get it. I totally understand what you're saying. I didn't like anybody either. With that part, I completely agree.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you kind of understand by the end. You're like, oh, okay, that's, you know, yeah, you hate everyone. They're a bunch of flipping idiots and they're supposed to be. But mm, you put me through a lot. You made me watch
1: a lot. It was painful. (laughs) Love it. I saw the movie The Outwaters, which is uh, pretty... Interesting. It's a 2022 movie. I'm going to get to the description here. So four travelers encounter menacing phenomena while camping in the remote stretch of the Mojave desert. And it's shot a little bit like, um, like a found footage, but not exclusively like a found footage at all. It's not like trying to convince you it's found footage. It's definitely a movie, but it's got a bit of a found footage vibe in my opinion. It's not my opinion. It just does. Here's the. <laughs> so what I wrote about this movie was that it took a turn and then a left and then crashed while blindfolded. Like it just, it it went off the rails. <laughs> like, that was my one line review. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. Get to the getting on. And then all of a sudden it like takes a turn and you're like, oh, oh, huh. Interesting. And then it takes another turn. And you're like what the and then it goes over the cliff without a net or whatever over the cliff without a like nothing oh god and and you just the end of it you just go like uh huh okay what i will say about it is that i would imagine it's gotten a lot of traction or discussion because in the found footage world it's pretty unique. It does go like above and beyond in several ways. And I, I think it needs to get to the point quicker. And you definitely, you know, I think a requirement of all found footage movies is you have to hate every single person in them. That's, and, that's that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a trope of found footage is you have to hate everyone so that when, you know, whatever cosmic thing kills them. So this is definitely like a blend of found footage, cosmic horror, you know, it's got that vibes, isolation horror. And, uh, there's certainly some very effective horror in this. I'm not saying there isn't, but, uh, in the end, I don't think it comes together, but there is an effective horror thing. And as far as found footage is concerned, okay, it's certainly not the worst found footage movie I've ever seen. And mixing in cosmic horror was kind of unique, but like Mm, I did give it a one and a half. Like I'm not rating it high. I
0: commend you. I commend you because I know found footage is not your thing. It's like when I ask you to watch Giallo, Oh, mm. you know, you'll do it. Uh, mm -hmm. You'll do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have a love hate relationship with Giallo. So, you know, I get it. I feel like you kind of have that with found
1: footage. I do. I do. I'm always kind of wanting to find the best ones. And, and I feel like, it's one of those genres where I feel like I have already found the best ones and I love those movies. Like my favorite found footage are in my pile of favorite movies, you know, the hundred favorite yeah. movies. Like there are a few found footage in that a hundred best movies for me. There are some good ones. And, yeah. and I know
0: Pepper's shown us a few good ones too on on her night. So absolutely. Yeah, they're they're, they're, they're out there for sure. Just like there's some good Giallo, you know, I'm not going to lie.
1: I'm sure, I'm sure there
0: is. Yeah, you you talked about a movie last ep- episode, something about Sarah the Bone Lady or
1: something. What was it called?
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: something like that. Who's Sarah the Bone Woman? <laughs> and it had a lot
0: of uh, you know themes around motherhood and what it means to either want to have children or knowing if you want to have children. And just sort of this, I don't know, trope. I think that's developed into horror lately, and I think it's an important trope because. There is a lot of pressure and there are a lot of double binds around what it means to be a woman and especially more politically in society right now, like what women's bodies are essentially made to believe they're for and like one dimensionally. So I was really impressed. I liked this movie a lot. Diana Agron. uh, It's a movie called Clock that came out on Hulu. 2023 science fiction horror film written directed by alexis jack now in her feature-length debut based on her 2020 short film of the same name so what is the plot and first of all diana agron i love that i respect and love that she took you know after glee she took a long time to really be in front of the camera again she's a brunette she's grown up matured she was great in this i think i hope this launches her into uh, and gets her out of like the glee image because i thought she was really solid in her performance The plot is Ella is a 37-year-old married woman, uninterested in having kids, despite pressure from her friends and family. Her father, the grandchild of Holocaust survivors, urges her to reconsider. Her husband, Aiden, suggests that she visit a doctor, Dr. Weber, for breast cancer screening. At the doctor's, Ella explains her trepidations about childbirth and her wish that her biological clock would kick in. Dr. Weber says Ella's clock might be broken, then suggests an experimental treatment. So she leaves to enroll in the study under the guise of working on an important work project, um, which she backs out of by phone. She meets Dr. Elizabeth Simmons, who claims that she can fix uh, uh, Ella's clock with an implant and hormones. And then Ella begins taking the prescribed pills. There's a lot of, there are a lot of psychological elements in here including things like you know the Rorschach test and just some deep psychodynamic and psychoanalytic theory throughout this film it is absolutely terrifying I think there is a a really good use of you know I was just talking about bodies 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 earlier and how like the the use of these colloquialisms and using mental health incorrectly how it can almost um, cheapen the experience for people who have actually been through this. And so in this movie, I would definitely say that they used gaslighting and narcissistic abuse and all of that very correctly to the point that it was absolutely terrifying. Um, And it really, I think, is many women's worst nightmares to become really just a product of their uterus and but it was it was done in such a like horrific way that it really captivated my attention and i, th- I think it's worth watching it's
1: really good okay yeah i've seen that one on my list and i uh, we've talked before how i we i think we both have kind of a love hate relationship with watching all these ones where it's like pregnancy horror and... totally so i chose the the bone woman one and so i need a minute before i can watch another one yeah yeah <laughs>
0: I, but I feel the same way. I think there was something different about the the direction of this movie. I think it was the antithesis of a lot of these other ones where it was more of, rather than the pregnant vulnerable, it was almost like, why don't I want to be pregnant? And what is wrong with me because I don't want to be a mother? Yeah, it was really... It was, it, very interesting, but I hear you.
1: Well, and The Bone yeah. Woman exactly deals with that issue, too. And I'm sure a very different mm-hmm. stylized way. It's a Spanish film. So, like, this, these two seem really yeah. complimentary. So. Mm-hmm. so going with comedy horror, I saw the 2021 Let the Wrong One In movie. And it is kind of hilarious in my opinion you know it's irish humor and it's a spoof on the let the right one in movies it's like that spoof on that Uh, 16 year old matt is a little too nice for his own good and when he discovers that his older estranged brother deco has turned into a vampire he's faced with a dilemma will he risk his own life to help his sibling with blood being thicker than water, or will he stake him before he spreads the infection further? So, because it's Irish, it's got an Irish sensibility and an Irish sense of humor, but for whatever reason, I found it hilarious. And it I started watching this one, yeah, yeah. and it is on shutter and it is low budget. So, those are things you got to know about it. And I realized that it waxes and wanes as far as like holding your interest it's only 96 minutes though so it doesn't really go over the board but and it's very silly It aspires to be more of a Shaun of the Dead type of movie, and Shaun of the Dead is one of my favorite comedy horrors, if not my favorite comedy horror of all time. So I was thinking, okay, I gotta, (laughs) I gotta watch this movie, and this is the same director actually, the same director as the Irish clown horror film Stitches. Oh, you know, which a lot of people love and a lot of people hate. So there's kind of that divisive, you know, you kind of either like his his quote-unquote voice as a director, or you don't. And I, I just found this one funny. Are there flaws? Absolutely. You know, it's a three-star film for me, meaning I liked it, I enjoyed the watch, and I would recommend, if any of that sounds good to you, that you give it a shot. You said you got partway through.
0: Uh, I think I started watching it, um, and I also really
1: like Stitches, so um, I like him. Yeah, me too. That's all I have this week. Okay, I wanted to talk about one more movie, and then we will get to horror Mm -hmm. i also saw a movie called the park and it this is a 2023 movie and i turned this on because i felt like oh look it's dystopian coming of age movie and it's focused on three kids who find themselves in an abandoned amusement park which i thought sounded cool and aiming to unite whoever remains right and then there's lots of dangers lurking around every corner and, uh, you know, they kind of describe it like a hellish Neverland kind of thing. Cause it's only kids that are left and there's a reason for that. So there is a reason for that. There is a twist ending kind of deal, but what I would say is that this was a really good premise. I thought that's why I clicked play. The twist wasn't bad. I thought, Oh, okay. So that like redeemed it a little bit, you know, half point for a good twist, but, but it's a low budget and ultimately it was pretty poorly executed okay the acting wasn't served it wasn't helped you know i i don't like to call people bad actors especially when they're younger because sure. i know that's just you know they're learning and and it's low budget and so what do you expect but So I would just say, I don't think the director helped the actors well enough to achieve the goal and it, you know, it got real boring in the middle and all that kind of thing. And then the twist happens and you're like, oh, well, that's really interesting. So I really feel like they had a good first act. You know, the premise was amazing. I thought that was like, okay, this is going to be pretty cool. And then the twist in the end was all right, but, oh my God, that long slog through the middle. It's like, oh, that's the worst. Yeah, so I can't recommend that movie. Sorry, folks, but you it's know. all good. But it was uh, the reason why I pushed play is because it was only eighty minutes long, and I was like, "How bad could it be?" But gotcha, then, you know. Well, eighty minutes if it's a bad movie can feel really long. <laughs> yeah, so the first twenty great, last ten fine. Yeah, Ugh, the rest of it no. So the thing we're gonna do right now is we're gonna do the answers to a little thing we like to call. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Let's see what we have. Yeah.
0: Okay. The term carnival. So the term carnival is generally assumed to be a medieval era Latin term that roughly means what?
1: Mm, I don't know. Uh,
0: fun? No. <laughs> okay. It's actually it's actually it means two things, and it's actually a reference to the Catholic tradition of Lent. So the first one is say goodbye to the flesh. Oh, the second. Not fun. Not fun. The second one is to remove the meat. Oh, also (laughs) not fun. Also not fun. (laughs) Unless you like that kind of thing. Although, vegetarians, I don't know. Right. Number two. Horror movies use tracks that include infrasounds. What are these for? To build tension. Yeah, so they cannot they actually cannot be heard by human ears, but they are known to induce anxiety and heart palpitations. Right. On. So maybe thinking of like yeah, it's just something way deep in our I don't know, not unconscious, but <laughs> yeah. We process them somehow. Absolutely. Number 3, what is climate change doing to spiders? Making them bigger? Yes. <gasps> I guessed I think we need to do like an arachnophobia based on climate change. Absolutely. Number four, at Harvard University, there's a book bound in what? Skin. Yes, human skin. So medical texts. Doctors used to remove the skin during autopsies and then bind their favorite medical texts in them okay that'd be like if we took a like a part of a person and made our own dsm okay
1: narcissists, let's go stop it
0: yeah calm down yeah. <laughs> number five edward pies known as the beast of jersey would break into homes wearing a rubber mask and nail studded uh wristlets attacking women and children when He wasn't terrorizing people. He did what? At the local community center, like any serial killer
1: would. Uh, Did he lead uh, aqua exercises? Very close. He played Santa Claus. Okay. Well, now I have him in my mind as Santa Claus and also leading the aqua aerobics class. Santa Santa Claus in the water. I. Swimming Santa. Facts. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Share Your Talk. We very much appreciate you. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone.